welcome to episode 139 of the Single Mom's Journey. Thanks for dropping by. Hey guys, this is actually going to be divorce series number 15. Um, so if you want to go back and look at my other episodes, feel free to go back and listen to those. But today I'm going to be focusing on something that is never going to end even after you get divorced, especially if you have kids. Um, it's an essential thing that you need to work out with your ex-spouse, it's communication. Communication is key when coordinating kids and events and sports and everything else that your kids are gonna go through um, until they, you know, start taking care of themselves. Even when kids are in college, uh, there is some hand uh, that you play in, the organization of um, their lives at that level because it's almost a holiday season and a lot of you listeners are going through your first year um, post-divorce your first uh, holiday season now that you're separated from your spouse and the one thing I really want to emphasize really is communication find a communication style that works for you for those of you who are like totally um, finished with your divorces, I mean, you're, hopefully by now, if you're totally complete, you're not still talking to attorneys and everything's hammered out and you have a pretty good schedule going and everything like that. And what I really find is you need to find a communication style that works best for you. And for some, it's trial and error. For some, it's super duper easy. And I am so envious of those who find that it's, you know, conversations with their ex-spouse are still amicable. You're still friends, even though you're no longer together. And those kind of relationships, I always hoped that would be my relationship with my kid's dad, but that has never come to pass. I'm always open to it and available to it, but it's never, you know, crossed over and back into friendship zone we're just strangers really which is sad to me because you know not having any kind of relationship it's kind of puts up barriers and it just doesn't make things comfortable Um, especially when it's somebody like me who I was with uh, my kid's dad for what 20 years so at the time it was like you know more than half my life um or just a little less than half my life I'd spent with him. So it was sad the fact that, you know, once our divorce was final, we basically didn't talk. Um, we found a communication style that worked for us though, and it's evolved over time. Initially when we got divorced, um, we communicated via email. Um, that was the most efficient way for us, especially to coordinate the kids when they were younger and they were in sports and things. Um, you know, the drive times and all the pickups and all that jazz when they're little. Lots of coordinating. And email worked best because everything was documented. You know, I would actually send out um, an email maybe like four times a year to plan out the next like three months. So for each quarter, I'd send out an email just to verify, you know, especially because if there were like breaks in the middle, like 
spring break or um, fall break or Christmas break, it's, you know, those mess up the schedule, especially, you know, for those of you who have more complicated schedules, like a two, three, two, three thingy. And um, for those of you who have one week on, one week off, you know, I only had every other weekend. Um, my kids went to their dads, so that was a lot easier, but still, you know, trying to get that pickup and drop off time um, based upon, you know, the activities and stuff that was going on. Sometimes it was a little difficult. Um, but when we all started, email was really great because, like I said, I would put like specific dates and what was going on, pickup times, and everything. So um, it was right there in black and white. There was no um, guessing as to what was supposed to happen on what day and what time. And some people don't have to rely on email. Some people, like I said, can just converse um, and that, that you know, solidifies a plan between people. And so for right now, for those of you who are still going through the process, do you have a favorite communication style? Have you found it already for um, you guys, what works best for you guys? Um, I really like to find out if it's something different um, than what I'm seeing with people that I know. So after a couple years of just doing emails, we evolved and we now just basically do texts um, to each other. And we don't text a lot. It's only when necessary. And um, it's just easier that way for us now. Um, he finally um, bought an iPhone because he had a flip phone for, for forever and forever and forever. And that finally died on him. Oh no, he got some sort of job where it required him to get an iPhone. So once he got that, it was just a lot easier to communicate with him via that. And also, uh, especially when you know we had teenagers now, um, having group chats, um, like including my son and his dad when it's you know related to my son's sports, or if it was my daughter. Um, when she was in track and her dad, it was just easier to coordinate in that way. So we all knew we were on the same page. And then we also had one where it was just all four of us. Um, so that we all knew what was going on if it pertained to both kids and him and me. So that's what is working for us now. And I think that's going to be, you know, what takes us to, you know, um, until the kids move out really. Um, like we sometimes email if it has to do with like um, insurance or something more complicated where I have to get a link and stuff like that and so that I can see documentation and all that um, but more more often than not it's just through texts and it's something that works for us we're very when we communicate it's very um, unemotional it's it's funny I, when I speak with him versus how I speak with other people, it's very different because I'm, I'm pretty animated when I talk to my friends and my kids and, you know, people that I can act silly and just naturally just, you know, um, I guess put my guard down. But with him, it's very like, um, 
business-like. Our relationship is very business-like and like there's a barrier. You know when people from your work, it's like, you know, you're not friends with them, you just give them the facts and it's, um, uh, conversations are just, you know, business related. And for us, the business is our kids and scheduling and coordinating and, and all that stuff. But since our kids are older, there's a lot less of it that has to happen. Um, my daughter works now and she has a car, so she drives herself where she needs to go. My son though, um, he's still underage, so he is still going to see his dad every other weekend. And since um, his dad lives in a different city now, um, it's like an hour and a half away, there is a bit of coordination uh, regarding that, especially when my son has sports. Um, like uh, for homecoming, it was his dad's Friday to pick him up and my son wanted to go to homecoming and I was like, well, he can pick you up in the morning if you really want to go to this game and um, help out at the game, you can do that. And so my son did that and so, you know, um, that kind of thing. When kids are older and they want to go do stuff with their friends and it just gets a little bit more complicated. Um, having that um, time with his kids. It's a little bit more difficult, especially, like I said, he lives an hour and a half away. Um, so those weekends um, my son spends with him, it's away from his friends, and so all he can do is really text and um, FaceTime and call his friends um, when he's away on those weekends. Which is hard sometimes because, you know, teenagers, they have impromptu gatherings. Like, my son has a group of friends that he games with. And sometimes they all go to one guy's house and they all spend the night and they, they game all night. And they just have, you know, teenager boy time just acting like stupid and eating pizza and popcorn and, and stuff like that. Which is just one of those rites of passage when you're a kid, you know. You spend the night at a friend's house and you just eat horrible food and just, you know, act silly with each other. And um, so sometimes he, he misses out on those opportunities because he's, he's away at his dad's house. But for the most part, you know, um, we're able to coordinate his dad's time with him um, so that it impacts um, his social life um, as minimally as possible. And so, like I said, what works for us is texts because it's pretty immediate. Um, but um, some people don't do well with texts. They have to talk with the other person just because um, that's their style. And if it works for you or your, your ex, you know, you have to find out what works for both of you. Um, because some people, you know, are okay with written and some people, you know, need to hear another person's voice to hear the context, to hear the, if there's emotion or not emotion or, or whatever. Um, but really, communication is key. Find out what works for you. If you're like me and your kids are little and there's lots of coordinating, maybe do what I did when we first started out and do a an email listing out some of the specific dates and it has specific times of pickup and drop off and things like that so that other person has a schedule the same schedule that you're looking at 
and then if things need to be edited, then you can go back and look at the specific dates and how it impacts other dates um, on your guys' schedule. I do have a friend though, she has like a, a family calendar. I forget what it's, it's, it's not Yahoo, is it Yahoo? <sighs> that they created some sort of general access and so they have like a family calendar. It's one of those calendar things. Um, and so they use that to coordinate their kids and things. But anyway, guys, I rambled on long enough about this. Um, if you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to hit me up on any of my social media. You know what they are. And I will talk to you guys on the next podcast. Hey guys, and that's a wrap for this latest podcast. Would love to hear your feedback on this podcast. And if you have any ideas on future podcasts, leave me a message on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or even here on Anchor Messenger. If you're ever looking for my Thankful Thursdays, you can find those on Instagram, on my IGTV, or on my Facebook page, both A Single Mom's Journey. Again, thanks so much for listening, guys, and I'll catch you on the next podcast.